I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so thankful that you're joining me today, and I hope that you're having a beautiful, wonderful day so far. Today, I am drinking a matcha latte as I film this, iced, of course, especially with the warm weather that we're having. I've been loving ice drinks, as I've already said a couple of times. And yeah, I I make these homemade. I used to always buy them, but and I still do, but I really like making them homemade because they taste really lovely, and it's a fun little ritual for me, and yeah, I'm just really liking that, so there you have it on my drink of choice this week. Another thing that I've been absolutely loving, this is not new, but I've been drinking it a lot more, especially with the warmer weather, is just using my soda stream to make sparkling water. And I'm not sure about any of you, but I'm the type of person where I need it to be so incredibly carbonated to the point where it's almost spicy, if you know what I mean. And so yeah, that's the other thing that I've been loving and just trying to be more creative and encourage myself to drink a little bit more water because for whatever reason, I find it really hard from time to time to drink water. So I just have to be creative, try different ways, and that's what I've been loving. In terms of life updates, I'm not sure about the rest of you, but whenever spring happens, I always feel very hopeful and refreshed and renewed and excited and like that blooming experience is happening even within my own life. So I feel a lot of excitement towards my next chapter and, you know, there's a few things that are coming to an end right now. My season up at the ski mountain that I was working at part-time, that is coming to an end. In fact, it already has come to an end. And I'm starting a few new projects, which is really exciting. I'm going to have more time to invest in the podcast and my social media and my own stuff. So that's really fun. I have some new partnerships, which you'll hear more about in this episode. I had mentioned a few weeks ago, I can't remember which episode, but I was talking about working through my fear of rejection and how I had really struggled with seeing myself in a position where I could monetize my social media, but I've been really moving through that and just reaching out to different partners and also having people reach out to me. So that's been really excited. I have a few that I'm so excited to share and one of them you'll hear in this episode. The other one, just keep an eye on my social media. This is a really cool Canadian company that I am so excited to be working with. So yeah, that's something that I'm super excited about. We also have a trip coming up, which is going to be in April. We're going to California. We're going to road trip. So we're going to go through Washington and Oregon, which I'm also so excited about. I have never done that road trip. In fact, 
it's been a really long time since I've done a road trip at all or really traveled at all due to COVID. When I was younger, my family actually road tripped from Ontario where I lived all the way across to Vancouver and that honestly was one of my favorite memories from childhood. We also a couple summers later did we went out east so we went from Ontario all the way to Newfoundland and at the time I don't really think I appreciated it because I wanted to be like everyone else and go to Florida or Mexico or something like that but in hindsight it truly is one of my favorite memories and so I'm really excited to be doing like a big ish for us um road trip again and switch it up be in a new environment explore some new areas and yeah so i'm excited about that i also have a couple of launches i've already mentioned one of them which is going to be the manifestation quiz i haven't really 100 percent decided what I'm going to call it. It's essentially going to be a clarity quiz. So I've talked a lot about manifestation in these last few weeks. And the goal here is to provide a tool that you can use to take whatever it is that you're trying to manifest through a couple of steps and just gain some clarity on some of the areas that you might be blocked, how your vision might not be 100% clear, and then a couple of other insights and lessons woven into that. So that's coming up. Keep an eye out for that. If you are interested, I've mentioned that you can sign up for the waitlist and that will be in the show notes. And then I have another exciting project that I'm working on right now, which I don't want to really reveal too much about yet because it's so fresh and so new. And I honestly feel like if I put it out there, I would just feel a lot of pressure to you know, do it on a certain timeline and do it in a, in a certain way. So I'm going to keep that one under wraps at least for a week or so until I have a little bit more clarity surrounding what's going to come together. This particular project has a lot more involvement in it. I think most of the projects that I do for my own brand are very much me doing my own thing on the internet. I don't really need a whole lot of resources. I don't really need many people to collaborate, at least not now. It's pretty it's pretty much just me. Whereas this particular project is a little bit more collaborative and involved, which is exciting, but also a learning experience for me because it's something that I've never done before and I never thought I would do, but I've been feeling really inspired to do. So once again, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the coming weeks. Okay. With that said, I'm very excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about spring cleaning essentially and I'm not necessarily just talking about cleansing your physical space I'm also talking about mental habits patterns limiting beliefs limiting narratives and just looking at some of the things that we are doing and how we're living and seeing how we can move through them in order to basically come back into balance so spring for me feels like a time of growth and planting new seeds, shaking off the dust, going after our vision, and really being able to come back into alignment or to essentially start down a new path or a new journey. It just feels like a lot of growth and a lot of new energy. And for many of us who live in colder climates, I live in Canada, this is really a time where we start to feel that re-energization after having, you know, had a long winter, perhaps it's rain, perhaps it's snow. And really it makes such a difference on our our mood and I think that by intentionally directing this new energy that we have towards things that feel good to us and things that are intentional in our vision, we can really move through some of the habits and patterns that have been keeping us stuck and this is something that I like to do not just during the spring season but really anytime where I'm feeling that stagnance and that 
stuckness or I'm feeling lost is to essentially just take a pause, reflect on life and just be intentional and sacred with my energy and redirect it away from the things that are perpetuating these limiting beliefs or patterns. So there are so many different ways that we could refer to this process. I, in the Authenticity Roadmap, refer to it as an alignment audit. You can also call it a self-audit or just checking in. But for the purposes of this episode and because it's spring, we are calling it a spring cleaning. And essentially, we're looking at this from an energetic perspective. What are we spending energy on that is perpetuating cycles of self-doubt or self-sabotage or procrastination and is blocking us from being able to experience what we want to experience or go after what we want to go after? And something that people say quite often when it comes to, you know, energetic work is to fill up your cup. So I want to talk about that for a minute because essentially that's what we're referring to is sometimes it's hard to imagine how we spend so much energy on things that occur within our mind, for example, overthinking or negative self-talk or procrastination or self-doubt or feeling jealous and then how that could actually impact our lives because essentially when we have less energy because it's so consumed with activities that are pulling us into kind of a negative cycle, we have less energy to think creatively about our lives or to take action in the direction that feels meaningful to us to take aligned action in other words so by having that awareness and replenishing that energy like I said this basically allows us to redirect and plug it back into things that really matter to us I also really like to share that when we do this type of reflection and inquiry we are focusing on the zone of our control because you know, we could reflect on our lives and think about all of the things that we would like to establish a different relationship with that are beyond our control. However, in this case, what we're going to be focusing on is our own energy and our own mental patterns and who we surround ourselves with. So just something to be mindful of is even creating a list of things that you can control, like your beliefs, your attitude, your thoughts, your perspective, you know, what you're consuming. And we'll talk a little bit more about that throughout this episode. So I'm going to share some of my priorities for this season, things that I've been feeling over the last few weeks come up over and over again. And it's interesting because I was talking to my friend about the fact that so many of these patterns and these themes come up over and over again for me. And I talked about patterns in a couple of episodes ago and about how in order to move through and to change a pattern, we obviously have to make a different choice. And so I've just been finding that there have been a few that I'm noticing I'm making the same choice over and over again and engaging in the same kind of habit and pattern and how that is impacting my well-being and my forward momentum. And although in this episode I did mention that we're going to be talking a lot about personal patterns and mental habits and patterns, I also want to highlight the importance of physical space and cleansing that. At least for me, this produces such a fresh and I can't describe it, but very fresh feeling and I feel comfortable in my space. I like to get rid of old clothes kind of once a season. I just did that, but they are still sitting on my floor, not yet gone to Goodwill, which I really have to do. And getting rid of old clothes, dusting, opening up the windows, you know, clearing out corners, you know, it's the typical 
image of spring cleaning, but this is something that for me feels so good and I feel so spacious. I put on a really good playlist and I actually really, really enjoy it. I feel like it's a good mindfulness practice because I'm so immersed and I'm not really thinking about anything else other than the task at hand. I've also noticed that if my space or a part of my space for example a cupboard or a drawer I'm aware of the fact that I've just kind of shoved stuff into it for a little bit too long and it needs to be cleared that awareness of that space being cluttered kind of makes me feel cluttered if that makes sense and the effect of going through and just cleaning it out clearing it out makes me feel much more open and spacious and how I also approach this quite often is because I can become easily overwhelmed by clearing my entire space. Don't get me wrong, sometimes I just get in that mood and I'll just go zip around my whole apartment, but sometimes I'll also approach this just one space at a time. So if I know that there's one closet that really needs cleaning, just focusing on that for the day. And yeah, like I said, clothes is a big one for me. I tend to hold on to a lot of stuff that I haven't worn in ages that has some sort of perhaps sentimental value or I think at some point in the future I'm going to wear it and it's funny I put this TikTok out a few weeks ago about how every spring I convince myself that I'm going to have a capsule wardrobe and this truly is something that I feel like at some point I could work towards. I would say that to some extent I already kind of follow somewhat of a capsule wardrobe mentality in the sense that I wear the same type of outfits every day so usually I have like a couple of staples but to really pare down and hone in on a few things just basic clothing I mean I think it's sometimes fun to have a few pieces that are fun and not just black or white or beige, but once again, this comes back to balance for me and whatever feels good. Also, this is a side note, but I realized I never mentioned this in my episode about manifestation. I had talked about my experience, our experience, I should say, my partner and I manifesting our current apartment and how kind of coincidental and well everything worked out and it was so aligned to what we had wanted and it was kind of our first experience of having a place that we feel really comfortable and excited and like it really is a reflection of who we are and it just feels so good anyways I never mentioned that another thing that we did because something that is often spoken about in manifestation teachings is preparing for something or acting as though you already have it and kind of taking the first step to put something in motion, if that makes sense. So what my partner and I did without really realizing that we were doing this is we had been looking for an apartment for a really long time and, you know, we hadn't had much luck. We hadn't really found anything. Everything felt a bit off from what we were looking for. But when spring came around and we still didn't have an apartment, we we didn't do this on purpose, but we decided to just clean out our entire apartment and kind of almost start packing up as though we were going to move. And I don't know what that set in motion, but it was really, really, really soon after that we found the place that we're living in now. Maybe on some level, this experience of spring cleaning, whether it's your physical space or your mental energetic space, creates an opening for whatever it is that you're trying to call in to actually be received. And once again, it's kind of going along with the theme of moving through stagnant so even if you're not actually you know you haven't actually manifested or whatever it is that you're looking for hasn't actually materialized you're still in motion and you're still taking action towards it as though 
you were expecting and assuming that it was going to happen. Okay, moving on, another theme for me in terms of habits that I'm looking to work through and clear and probably something that I'm going to be working on for a long time because I think of this more as steps as opposed to a final destination. I get to a new kind of level and then I have new challenges and it's kind of this ongoing experience and this ongoing process. And that is basically when it comes to raising my sense of self-worth. Lately, I've been noticing all of the small and big ways that I settle for less than I feel that I'm worth. I don't advocate for myself and I'll kind of bend to other people's expectations. And I think in some ways it comes from a place of fearing that certain opportunities are not going to be presented again and I'm almost at the mercy of other people who are offering me these types of opportunities even if I feel that they're really really not fair and there's not an equal exchange occurring. I think when it comes to exchange and you know that's kind of the conversation that is specific to what I'm experienced with my self-worth is although in the moment we may feel that it's okay to accept something that is way less than what we feel we're worth. I think down the line, this creates resentment and negativity as a whole. I mean, there are some situations where I'm sure we can make exceptions or, you know, take something that is maybe not quite perfect just to keep things in motion. But then if on the whole, the majority of my experiences are well below my self-worth let's say when it comes to relationship or career, I feel like that just creates a lot of resentment and negativity and has not, at least for me, produced any positive outcomes in my life. The way I look at raising my sense of self-worth is that with every opportunity that I turn down or say no to because I feel that it is not a fair exchange or, and in this case, we're talking specifically about career, but let's say you could apply the same logic to relationships if you feel that you're not being treated appropriately or you know you're not being treated in a way that exemplifies love and approval and acceptance every time that I speak my truth or let's say turn down an opportunity there's definitely a little bit of fear because I feel like on some level I come from a place of even still even though I'm working through this a lot actively on some level there's this fear that I'm not going to have another opportunity like that but also at the same time there's a huge amount of empowerment and opening and so once again I treat this like exposure therapy where I know that it's not necessarily easy to say no or set a boundary or you know express that something is not working for you or you don't feel like it's a fair exchange but this is definitely something that I think is really worth moving through if it is something that you struggle with because you can start to redefine your image of yourself when you do experience you know opportunities or partnerships or relationships that you feel valued in and this kind of redefines the way that you think about yourself and what's possible for you to put this into context i'll provide a real world example as i mentioned my area of focus with respect to self-worth is in my career and in my finances because that's something that i've really struggled with in the past when i was younger i would essentially never challenge you know anything that i was asked to do or the offer in terms of a financial offer, like if I had to negotiate. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. She had a salary. I would lose my mind. I actually never did when I was younger. I had a hard time setting boundaries, etc. And then this really started to change in the last few years. I had my first ever salary negotiation conversation with my boss, my old boss at the time, and... I went way higher than I was. I think I asked for a double in my salary because I had realized the extent to which I was being underpaid. And I was just like, listen, I don't really have anything to lose. I I feel as though I've really proven my value to this company. It was a really small startup and I was one of the first people to join and I had really helped to build the company. And I just felt that it was a really unfair balance. And so I just went into it and I said, like, there isn't really any room for me to be taken advantage of in this conversation. And my boss was so open and receptive and basically granted me the number that I was looking for. And I gave him a range and he basically chose the higher of the range. So I gave him two numbers and he chose the higher of the two. And even that experience alone completely shifted my idea of what's possible for me and advocating for myself and just really gave me a lot more confidence going into those conversations. So that's really helped me as a person who is self-employed and specifically now in respect to my journey with seeking out partnerships for my social media and my podcast, I've definitely had to do a little bit of self-education. And I think this is a really important part of self-worth is a lot of the time we're in the dark about how unfair and imbalanced the exchange that we're receiving is. Maybe on some level, we feel that it's not fair because perhaps we're having a hard time paying our bills and we really don't feel well supported and well resourced. But I do think education is a big piece in terms of, for example, for me on social media, I had no clue what I should be charging. And then I felt as though that was really taken advantage of. I did a lot of free work. And then 
being able to have the same experience of talking to other people, recognizing that my work is is worth something and I'm not going to give it away for free left, right, and center, especially for people I have no prior relationship with. So what that's meant is I've been very selective and turned down a lot of opportunities. And although financially that has maybe been difficult for me because I have less coming in in the short term, I really do feel like in the long term that will pay off because I'll be seeking out partnerships that value my work, that care about what I'm doing, that feel aligned to my mission and my vision. And that for me is just worth the turning down of opportunities in the short term. Another big theme for this season of my spring cleaning is transmuting envy or jealousy into expansion. Allowing myself to see people that I'm frequently comparing myself to and maybe allowing myself to feel bad. I think the intention that we come into looking at other people with matters in the sense that if we're comparing ourselves to others to reaffirm the belief that we're not worthy, we're not enough, or whatever it may be, that once again doesn't get us any closer to our goals. But on the other hand, if we look to other people and we allow ourselves to feel expanded by whatever it is that they're doing, maybe it's their confidence or their creativity or whatever it may be, I have recently been challenging myself to look at it more as oh, I feel that that's something that I could more fully embody within myself and this person is kind of giving me a roadmap or showing me that it's possible to do so. I find that the biggest area that I've been allowing myself to be expanded into as of recently is an area that I've struggled with in the past, which is essentially allowing myself to speak freely, act freely, and express as much as I want online in my own personal spaces and not being so confined by the need to curate and be perfect and only show you know the highlights and all of these things I see people on social media that are so free in the way that they express and when I feel that tinge of jealousy or envy of wow I wish I could be that way I just recognize that it's a part of me wanting to open up to that possibility and then like I said taking that approach of slowly moving into that and slowly embodying that almost like an exposure therapy even if I'm scared of showing up in a way that is more authentic or whatever it may be and slowly noticing how over time that becomes easier and easier. Another big theme for me that's been coming up has been energetic stagnancy from inaction. I tend to get into these cycles of overthinking and perfectionism and comparing. I don't always get into that rut but I just find that it's a theme that kind of comes back every once in a while and I kind of overthink my every move and I'm super perfectionist about it. And once again, I I get into that space where I'm comparing a lot. And then I ask myself, do these habits get me any closer to my goal? Ultimately, when I fall back into these patterns of overthinking or perfectionism, they don't help me to move forward because I'm just overthinking my every move and feeling like I need to be so curated and tailored. And It means that I do have to accept putting myself out there and being imperfect and that once again can be scary, but it's so liberating and freeing to not shy away from that part of ourselves, to recognize that it's not, there's nothing wrong with 
being flawed. And even the fact that we think that we can control the perception of others, I feel is an illusion because people are going to make their judgments regardless of whether what we're putting out into the world is perfect, whether that's our appearance or our content or whatever it may be. So people are going to judge regardless. And I always come back to that remembrance. And that's what a lot of these reminders are it's just remembering and we then forget and we fall back into the cycles and we have to remind ourselves of our intention and for me my intention is not to be widely accepted and for everyone to love me and for everyone to approve of me my intention is to first approve of myself love myself and feel authentic in what I'm doing and then call in the people that resonate with that okay this next one has been a real struggle ever since I downloaded TikTok coming up to a year ago is my social media and phone use. When summer comes around, I always want to reduce my screen time in general, but I'm also now trying to find the balance with being a content creator and wanting to capture content in my life and wanting to share different experiences that I'm having and also, you know, it being now part of my job. But I can certainly say with a high level of awareness that it is in a place of being out of balance. And I know that because I've started to feel as though my social media use is kind of bleeding into every area of my life. I'm finding it a little bit harder to be present and to just have experiences without thinking about how that could be good for content or, you know, having conversations with people and not being distracted by my phone. And that's something that is really important to me to bring back into balance. And then the other piece for me is just the comparison element and always being hyper fixated on the numbers and the performance and the metrics. And I have mentioned this before that once again, I go through phases. Sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I'm super fixated on it. And for me, I just find that the fixation is not healthy. It impacts my mental health and I don't feel good when I'm fixating on it and in addition to that I tend to get out of a place of creativity and creative flow and start to look to what other people are doing and kind of second guess myself and I've said this before but I get into this place where I want to completely change my approach and change my aesthetic and everything and this kind of pulls me out of an authentic place creating what feels good to me and once again if people resonate with that that's great but not feeling like my whole self-worth hinges on whether or not I receive that approval and validation also apologies in advance if you hear any background noises the dog that I'm watching at the moment has found a squeaky toy that he really does not want to stop playing with but yeah as I was saying with the weather getting nicer I really want to prioritize being present with nature and with my friends and family and so I'm aiming to reduce my social media phone use and then also like I said with the added benefit of not being so fixated and not being so pulled into the number and the validation because that really just doesn't have a good impact on my mental health. So my goal is to reduce my screen time to two hours a day. We'll see how that goes. You know, not going to put too much pressure on myself, but that is my end goal that I eventually can work towards that. Okay, so I have two more themes that I want to share. The first one came to me recently on an evening that I was spending with my partner and it was just the two of us and we were having a really nice time. And I had this deep, deep, 
deep awareness of how much I tried to control my experience. I didn't really realize the extent to which I did before this evening, but it, it was so apparent to me how many times I said, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we listen to music? Should we da-da-da? And my partner kept saying, like, I think we should just let the night unfold. And I was feeling like I wanted it to be a certain way. And I recognized how often I'll do this. I'll try to control a certain experience to match what I have in my head or what I feel that we should be doing. And then I'll often feel discomfort if it doesn't match up to that. And I recognize that this this mentality permeates so much of my life. I think having experienced anxiety control was a big theme for me. I kind of wanted to know how everything would go and exactly what to do and how to be prepared and curate my experience in such a way that wouldn't produce any internal feelings of discomfort or anxiety. And although I've healed from my anxiety, essentially, this controlling behavior it is still continued to manifest in definitely less severe, but it still shows up in different ways. When I consider some of the principles of mindfulness, though, that have helped me to overcome my experience with anxiety, I think about how much more freeing and how much more fluid and easeful it feels to allow my experience to flow and simply being a witness. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't be an active participant in your experience, but in the event that you have an unpleasant experience or unpleasant emotions, you're not always trying to resist the flow of those emotions. And by doing so, what I find is that they move through a lot faster. When I'm reminding myself of this, I am identifying less and less with negative emotions and negative thoughts and feelings and even positive emotions and thoughts and feelings and I'm just recognizing that they are all temporary experiences and that I don't necessarily have to latch on because that often produces more tension and more grasping even to happy experiences if you've ever had like a really good vacation and then it's really hard to be able to let that go and move through it and except that there will be new positive experiences. So it can really go both ways. So like I said, reminding myself in these moments of the principles of mindfulness, of detachment and witnessing helps me to move through my experience with a lot more ease. A big way that this can also show up, which you guys know I talk about so often, is trying to control other people's opinions or perceptions of us and doing everything that we can to make sure that they hold us in a high regard or that we're not perceived as uncool or embarrassing or new at something or trying too hard and being able to let go of that and the need to control that and simply showing up and doing what we want to do and allowing ourselves to have certain experiences without being so held back and confined by those potential opinions of others. How I look at this is when we're in a place of fear of rejection or fear of embarrassment, that fear has like an energetic pull that wants to pull us in and wants us to succumb to it if that makes sense or even social media has this energetic pull of wanting us to engage with it in a certain way because that kind of keeps the system running so in order for the fear of embarrassment for example in order for that energy to continue existing in your body and in your being it needs to have some input it needs to have your fear 
feeding into it, if that makes sense. And what I've experienced is the more that I feed into it, the bigger and bigger it grows. And so just being mindful of that and finding the ways in which we can disconnect from that energetic kind of spiral and just allowing ourselves to, yeah, move through it, witness it, not get too caught up in it, not denying that it's there, but just not allowing it to overcome our whole being and not allow us to actually have experiences that we want to have. Which brings me to the final thing that I'm prioritizing this season in terms of spring cleaning. And like I said at the beginning, this is about kind of shaking up old stagnant energy. So this isn't necessarily something that I'm clearing out, but as a way of you know, on a physical level being able to just shake it off and move through stagnant energy. I have been prioritizing more movement in my life and if we're connected on social media you'll see this because for a long time I had a really punitive relationship with movement in that I used it as a way to make my body look look a certain way and would really engage with it in a way that was rooted in I would say self-hate for the way that my body looked and comparing myself to others. So then I kind of took a break away from movement and I wasn't very active for a while and in the last little while I've been allowing myself to reconnect with movement in a way that feels nourishing in my body that I'm not punishing myself and that I'm not pushing myself and I've been allowing myself to experiment with a whole bunch of different forms of exercise as you will have seen on my social media and I've really come to fall back in love with movement and feel finally that experience of just kind of moving through some of these stuck feelings and stuck emotions. I find that movement is such a powerful way for me to move through that. I love to dance around my apartment, put on some music if I'm feeling kind of blah. I like to go on walks. I've been going on jogs. I've been going swimming and I've talked before about how this is kind of a double-edged thing where on one hand I am moving my body and experiencing the nourishment from that and also I'm overcoming my fear of embarrassment of trying new things and feeling kind of afraid of other people's judgments and opinions so it's been really exciting to be able to experience that and also it has really helped build my confidence and it seems like a lot of you are trying new things and feeling that fear but doing it anyways so that is so exciting to hear and I'm so proud of you all right folks well that is it for today's episode I hope that you enjoy like I said your priorities for your spring cleaning your mental physical energetic spring cleaning will likely be different from mine but I just wanted to share some of the themes that have been coming up for me in case that any of them are coming up for you as well and yeah I would love to hear some of the themes that you are working through as always feel free to reach out and dm me and yeah i hope that you enjoyed this episode as always thank you for joining me and i will see you next week ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 